It's time for the first Locked On Cubs sound off. What do you think about the Cubs right now? We talk about it then. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olver, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform, and you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Today's episode is presented by... Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase the Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Well, what is going to define the 2023 Cubs? We are trying a live call-in show for the first time. We're calling it Sound Off. And the Cubs return to action on Tuesday and return to Wrigley Field, having won only two of their last twelve, uh, last 10 games. The wild card race is the only race, Sam, to focus on. The D-backs, Marlins, Reds, and Giants are also in the hunt. But one big problem, the Cubs don't hold a tiebreaker with any of those teams besides the Giants, who as of right now are the most behind. Sam, it was a off and on gloomy Monday in the Chicagoland area, and things are gloomy for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I I had a pretty good day um, just getting away from the game a little bit, and then and then I found I found myself locked in um, at five forty to the Reds and the Twins playing, and then the Marlins and the Mets because you know at the you have to shift gears quickly in this in this situation, and at the end of the day, now the Cubs need help. Um, they need a lot of help. Uh, um, they, 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 I, I think they have to win eight of their next 12 games um, in order to make the postseason. Um, and if they win seven, they're going to need a lot of help. And so that's why as we are on this show right now, I have the, the, the Mets and Marlins game. Uh, open on the other browser because you know that's it's it's really significant but you know they got themselves here I think I think the more and more um, I think about it you know the Cubs really did put themselves in this position with three straight losses against those pitchers and um, you know I, I I don't want to say I, I've come to grips with it because I'm definitely not throwing in the white towel and and, and I really enjoyed you know going live yesterday. Yeah. I, I I wasn't planning on doing that. Actually, a, a good friend of mine told me that it, that that it would that was a smart idea, and, and so you know I I it, it made me feel better. It was like therapy for me just as much as it was the listeners. But um, yeah, it's sad right now. Um, it, 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 it doesn't have a great feel to it. I don't know what else I could say. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's actually, uh, you know, it, even though we're at a loss for words, it's, it, it is well said. And I, I appreciate you going live. I tuned in myself and yeah. I think that's really the premise of this show and, and the timing is not ideal, 
Um, but as a radio nerd now fused with the podcasting world, um, I at times would like to be the voice of the fans. And I think for much of our run, we have been that just based on engagement, audio and video and, and social media, especially, uh, you know, Sam on, on Twitter, whatever it's called nowadays. And this is the, the opportune time to really sound off about this team. And so we're going to do that. We have a third, a third spot here on video. We're, we're live exclusively on YouTube right now. And press the, smash the like button for those that are with us right now. And if you would like to be a guest on Locked on Cubs Sound Off, uh, we do have the email at the ticker below, soundoff at gmail.com. This is not a Q&A. Of course, if you have questions, uh, we would love to take them. But really, it's I think it's going to be therapy, just what it was for you, Sam, last night, and then talking all things Cubs. So we're going to try Brady first, who is right by Wrigley Field. He's an everydayer. Brady, thanks for joining Locked on Cubs sound on. Yeah, Matt, Sam, thanks for having me. Um, I enjoy watching the show every day. It's been a it's been a delight the the season and off season from last year. So it's been thank cool you, thank you very watching. much. I guess my biggest uh, thing that I this off day has been a good thing for me to kind of decompress after the just I was worked up over the weekend to be honest. I saw Sam probably saw some tweets and stuff on Twitter, uh, and so I guess the frustrating thing I think is this almost was something that we saw coming for a long time. We, uh, Sam had mentioned multiple times, you know, the margins in the beginning of the year, some of the games that they lost. Yeah. And they call August and September, the dog days for a reason. But I think the important thing to remember is that this team's dog days started July 1st. Um, so these games that they're playing, the wear and tear that they've been going through has been an extended period of time. And I, I almost just wonder how spent they are. Yeah. Um, not, not only mentally, physically, uh, and part of that feels like it was almost inevitable from, you know, the beginning of the season with some of the moves that were made, the things that didn't end up working out. It's led to a lot of wear and tear on the everyday guys that we're kind of seeing come to pass all at the same time. Yeah, I think that's true. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot about the Cubs being tired lately. I know they've had these stretches of, of a lot of games without off days. Um, you know, my biggest thing, Brady, and, and, and I, I really uh, connected with a lot of what you're saying, is just these, these stretches in the roller coaster that have been so good. And I hope they have that one more time right. in them. But, you know, they were 26 and 36 on June 9th. From, from June 9th to June 25th, they went 11-2. and two. And then from July 18th to September 6th, only 12 days ago, they went 33-14. and 14. Those two stretches combined, 44-16, and 16, which is a 120-win pace. They were down in the dumps to 120-win pace, and now you're just going to give it up? Right. Well- I think that's the thing that's so frustrating with the team though, is that we've seen the highs and I've seen a lot on, you know, Twitter, Cubs, people, Cubs reporters, uh, even some pundits from other, you know, networks. Oh, the Cubs weren't supposed to be here. They were 76 win club projected. And, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of times that like expectations change. And I think we saw how good this team can be when stuff were clicking, 
And that's what makes it more frustrating. If this team was significantly overachieving to the point where we thought this isn't sustainable, like I don't think that's the case with this squad. I think there is an underlying level of play that is sustainable. And that's why the frustration has occurred in the last week and a half is that it it is seemingly fallen off a cliff at the most important, important point of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you're right with the, with the dog days element um, starting in July. I also just don't think they are that good when, when, you know, how they were playing it's there's somewhere in between, you know, how bad it is right now and how good it was at the end of July. Um, But they actually never have really had many stretches where they've in between it's been all or nothing. And so, you know, I, I think the hope is, is that, you know, if you if you map the way the season's going right now, they have another hot stretch coming. But like I said on the show, I, I can't emphasize this enough. They don't control their own destiny anymore. Like they they can win nine of the next twelve and play great baseball. And if the Marlins do the same and the and the Diamondbacks do one more, they're one less, they're out. So I, I think that's wow. the that that's the part where it's really concerning and why. You know, all these games now for everybody matter so much because, you know, Matt's been saying it on the show a ton. You know, when you control your own destiny, you can just focus on you. If if the Marlins and Reds win tonight and then the Cubs go out and score 14 runs on Tuesday night and the Marlins, Reds, and Diamondbacks win on Tuesday night, their playoff odds will go down. Wow, yeah. They'll that's, be, that's, they'll, that's, that's hard to accept. They'll be in a much worse spot. They They need help. So – you know, I guess the point I'm trying to make that I'm delivering on this show now is that, you know, it's not just up to them. But, yes, I, I do think they'll start playing better. I just wish there was somebody on the squad that would just step up. Um, it's it's felt a lot of middle ground. Like this, Belly carried the team in July and early August. Saya was really hot for a while. And, you know, Justin Steele's been that on the mound for a while. I feel super confident when he starts. I don't feel really confident with anybody when they get up to the plate outside of maybe Bellinger. Say it was hot for a while. I just I want that guy in the lineup where he comes up and I'm like, I'm we're good. I don't care what's going on. I feel confident with this guy at the plate, big spots. And just right now, I just don't feel that way with yeah. almost anybody in the lineup that we put out there. So that's that's the frustrating thing as a fan right now is the level of confidence in some of the guys is just waning as the season goes on and it's frustrating to watch every day so brady thank you so much for being on yeah thanks guys yeah thanks brady yeah over the last 10 games i can't pick somebody that i that i would be excited to see at the plate they're ice cold offensively right um and and that's 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 too bad let's go to brian at orlando fl brian you're on locked on cub sound up hey thanks for having me on guys this is a pleasure i enjoy uh, listening to you guys every day um, ever since the start of the season. So Thank it's, you, Brian. it's been great. Um, you well, I, didn't you, didn't you leave a comment last night or am I imagining that? No, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, what I will say is as far as, uh, being a fan, I, this is, I will say as far as being a fan goes as frustrating as it has been as frustrating as we are now, this is probably the most fun <coughs> I've had watching baseball mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Because of all the highs, all the lows, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all want it to be where we are now, at least watching meaningful baseball in September and August, instead of moving on to football season or whatever else 
any other sports anybody watches. And I think that that's the, the key. And obviously, I think this team can get back on track. Um, but the, uh, And it just sucks that they don't control their own destiny anymore. Um, but I, I think that the, the key is, I think, in these final two weeks, besides Bellinger, I think Swanson has to step up for the team. Mm. At least offensively. That's a great pick. No, I'm I've I've been out on Dansby for a while here. He's he's he's, he's got to be he's got to be the guy because Nico's not going to Nico doesn't slug, right. um, and then Bellinger and Suzuki are the only two that really have had slugs. Bellinger's really the only one that slugged all year. Suzuki started to, and luckily Hap's finally in the leadoff spot, but he also hasn't produced a bunch of power. And I know that Dansby's not a, a home run guy, but he's a big doubles and triples guy. And that was one of the big reasons why I liked signing him in the offseason. And it just it feels like he has to step up at the plate or else his team's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, that's that's uh that I would say Swanson and Hap are no are the, I, the, I'm gonna, the people to zoom in on, right? No, I'm not zooming in on Hap. I Hap Hap has been who Hap is. To to me, it's Dansby Swanson was labeled this this winning player and and all i heard all off season and even in the beginning of the season when the cubs were struggling was well dansby's just not playing well because this isn't a winner he needs to be part of a winning he needs he's used to being in a pennant race and ever since this team has gotten to a pennant race he hasn't hit the ball worth a damn okay no i'm not trying to be funny it's ridiculous okay and 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 on Saturday night, he had two opportunities with a man on third and one out to, to bring in an extra run, and they could have won that game, and he didn't do it again. So enough. Miss me with this. Oh, well, he's such a winner. Winners hit. Hit the ball. Yeah, not I'm half. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Every time he came up uh, in the extra inning game, I kind of just walked away and waited until whoever was on deck because I kind of oh, knew the geez. outcome already. <laughs> No, not Hap. I'm not. I'm done with Hap. Hap's Hap. I never expect Hap to deliver in the clutch. He's a lost cause. Uh, Swanson is supposed to be a guy with World Series pedigree that delivers in those moments, and he's consistently come up short for about a month and a half now. And nope. And he's one of these guys that's immune to criticism among the media. So I'll say it. He's been terrible. I, I'm catching what you're dishing out, Brian. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. All right. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, I I, I think you described Hap last week as just being there, almost ghost, almost ghost-like. Yeah. And, you know, I do think it's a shame that, uh, you know, it had to wait until game 149 for him to hit in the spot in which people had a theory in which he would succeed in. Um, but Dansby has been one of the most unclutched players all year. Uh, you know, obviously more in the recent time, but, you know, the Cubs were the, the least clutch team hitting and pitching for a while there in the summer. We would bring up the fan graph stat, and that it's a great category. And individually, Swanson is one of the worst in, in baseball. It's uh, It's wild to see. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce the first, I believe, the first everydayer we ever had. It's Bryce in Iowa. He's now on Locked On Cubs Sound Off. 
Man, Sam, thanks for having me on. And I got to say, I love Fired Up Sam. This is the Sam that I want to see. Because this is the Sam that I was introduced to last July, July of 22, when Rafael Ortega was leading off every day and playing center field. That was (laughs) Fired Up Sam. And said, why are we having Rafael Ortega lead off on this baseball team? That was the Sam that I was introduced to. So I love Fired Up Sam. Thank you, I guess. Bryce, how have you been taking in the Cubs games recently? Day by day. Okay. Plate appearance by plate appearance. It just par for the course, you know. And that's it's, what the team that's what the team has been saying all all year. Yeah. And it's worked for a while. Let's go day by day. Yeah. We're not gonna freak out. We're not gonna try to do things harder or or faster, we're gonna uh, just try to go day by day and let let the, the the organic nature of a baseball season happen. And I think for a stretch there, they were maybe proven right or or did even out. Uh, but day day by day right now is uh, you know you're you're living on a thin a thin edge, and it's certainly not easing the minds of Cub fans. It's not. It's not. And. What what have you thought in terms of the, these couple dudes who were nearby you in Des Moines that that haven't necessarily panned out or have any anybody that comes to mind? Well, as you guys know, we've all been on the hashtag free Matt Mervis train ride yeah. for well over a year. You know, Matt was really the first guest that you guys had right. uh, last year. Pretty much the only and really. You know, the, the jury's still out on on Matt. I mean, he's he's had highs and lows in Des Moines too. He's he's had really good stretches, and then lately, you know, the I Cubs went on like a seven or eight game losing streak, and Matt was just he was a part of it. He was just the lows, but it's just it's riding that roller coaster. And one of the thing that frustrates me is when you see somebody like a master Boney gets called up and called down and called up and called down and thinking, hmm. doesn't Matt Mervis deserve a shot again hmm. other than a miles master Boney or whoever we've got playing third base today. And I know yeah. Mervis doesn't play third base, but let's, let's give guys like Matt Mervis an opportunity Canario an opportunity. You know, let's, let's see what these guys DCA. got. But, well, I, but, yeah. but here, here's where I'm going when this was going to be my question to you guys okay. was the, the potential that we have in this franchise, you know, we've got, we've got some star power coming up and the biggest question I have is who is going to lead that potential going forward is David Ross, the guy is, is he really the guy that you can trust that can get the most out of a PCA? out of a Matt Mervis, you know, is, is he the guy that's going to be able to get all of this untapped potential out of the prospects that we know that have, you know, high ceilings, you know, we, I think we have a track record of what Ross has done that he's inherited PCA Canario, these young guys. And what do they do? They sit on the bench. We're going to play Patrick wisdom again. And we're going to play him at first. Right, and we're gonna right. play Miles Mastroboni again. Yeah, so what what are we doing with this? So I, I, I think, love it. I love the Ross question, Bryce. I think I think there's a lot there. 
so I'm going to, I'm going to try and unpack it and then I'll answer the specific question. I think the Mervis thing is a personnel thing. They, 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 they don't need, they need a, they need a guy that could hit right handers. So against righties, where would he play? He can't play third base. They like Bellinger there at first and then they go Talkman in center. So there's just nowhere to play unless you were to say, Hey, we want his bat in there instead of Talkman's Bellinger goes back to center. Mervis or goes back to first. Yeah. Or DH. Right. That's tough. The general question about Ross for me isn't, is he the guy to develop the young players? That's not the question I'm answering because I don't, if I answer that question, I would be talking out of my, you know, my rear end because I, 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 I don't know how that works. All I know is what I see on the field. I don't believe he is a good enough manager to, to get the most out of his team year in and year out. Um, and, and I have felt that way. Uh, this is, I believe, now year two or year three for me on that. Um, I believe that this team being having to sit here on my Monday evening while recording a show, a very popular show, some would say the best Chicago Cubs show out there, and have to waste my time watching the Miami Marlins play because we're not ahead of them. I think that is an indictment on David Ross. So, so yes, I have serious questions about Ross, the manager. They're just not as much about player development as getting victories. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot for me, Bryce, with David Ross, somebody that I really want, wanted slash want to see succeed. And I, I think was, he's a better coach than Matt Eberflus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not I by was, much. I am confused. I was confused up until, uh, you know, because since July 3rd, the debacle in up north, Ross has had a little bit of a change. Yeah. And I would say a lot of change. And I'm just wondering why it took that many games and a debacle like that and a slide for him to show more of his player personality, to pull out his, his notebooks from Francona and Madden and Cox and McClendon and Tracy. And he has this fabulous resume. It just, it really hasn't translated as much as I thought or as much as I would like to see. And quite frankly, the point that they built up to be four and a half, or I think it was four even, right, Sam? Four games up uh, in, in firmly in the second wild card four on September 6th, and then not to get in, I think that's a failure. Yeah. That's an indictment directly on David Ross. And no, he is getting more heat today for that. I know we've been uh, maybe a little more out in front of that. And, and then we, you know, maybe evaluated differently as the season went along. But but now I, I do feel like he's getting more heat and, and fairly as as maybe he should have been uh, throughout throughout the year. But correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. Have we not been having the same conversation when when I've been been going back and forth with you guys on Twitter and, and texting yeah. back and forth? Have we not had the same conversation for well over a year? Ultimately, we, yes, we have significant we have. doubts about the direction of this ball club, and I, I think it squarely falls on the shoulders of the skipper. And I, I'm looking at the long-term yeah. future because that's really where this franchise is at. We have, we have got a bright future ahead of us. And yes. I would hate to see us in the name of short-term relative success. 
maybe inching our way into the playoffs, getting that sixth seed and then likely being bounced in the in the first round, likely being bounced in the wild card round, you know, for the sake of, well, let's hold on to our manager. He got us into the playoffs. Let's mm. let's ride this train. Let's see where we're going. Because if we were to fast forward to July of 24, okay, okay if we were to do that, would we be sitting there and looking back and saying, well, you know what? It, we feel really good about David Ross because we got into the playoffs last year, but we're still a, a 500 ball club. But we can't get rid of our skipper because we made the playoffs with him last year. I, I, I can't, I, I can't mm. sacrifice the long-term potential of what this franchise has for a mediocre short-term success of maybe inching into the playoffs and kind of feeling good about it. Yeah, I, I can't. It's fair. I don't think that's where this franchise is going. We we've got a better future than we do a present. And I look at the infrastructure that we have in our front office, and I don't like the track record that they've shown us so far. It's fair. Bryce, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I was telling a coworker today, Sam, and of course we will have time to unpack it. And if if this downslide continues, we'll have plenty of time. But I think they give. I know Craig Counts is going to be a free agent. I don't know what their process is. I don't know if they call them. Right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a unique scenario if if that even if they do make it and this other person is a I guess what I'm thinking right now is like Council or Ross. And that's how I'm I've been thinking more recently, whether just not Ross or, or Bust. Um, so we'll see how that plays out because Council's gonna be a hot name next month for sure. All right, he sent in a video request, and then I pinged him back and said, hey, you know, we're actually going to be live. You could just be with us, and I see him right here in the waiting room, Sam. This is Ford. Ford, where are you calling from, and it's good good to have you on. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm calling from Glen Island, Illinois, oh. western suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, sure. No, oh, sure right sure. down the street yeah. from me now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my question was already kind of discussed with uh, Brian, I believe. But, um, you know, obviously, Cubs are going to need to go on a massive run, even to give themselves a chance to make the playoffs this season. Um, but, you know, I was going to say that this season, the runs have really started with really big moments in games. Like, for example, one of my favorite moments of the season was Talkman robbing the home run against. Sure. Uh, I think that was, I think that's Jed Hoyer's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> against St. Louis. I think they won the last nine, the the next nine out of the fourteen games after that. Yeah. And then uh, Morell's walk off, obviously against the Sox, was fantastic. Uh, they won the next ten out of fourteen. So yeah, my question was really going to be: I know we spoke about Dansby and uh, Hap, but who you who do you guys think really is going to be the guy that we're going to need to see, whether it be on offense, defense? Um, really step up and that like maybe you guys can make a prediction. We'll see that could really spark a huge run. So thanks guys. Yeah. I'll say it again. Dansby Swanson. Uh, I, sure. I, I, I think Dansby Swanson, everybody else has had runs to, to help carry this team here. Suzuki's done his job for now. Bellinger's done more than enough. Uh, um, 
Horner's been steady, but you know, like other people have said, he doesn't really have the slug to carry an offense. Uh, Dansby Swanson needs to needs to start hitting and, and, and hitting frequently, I think, um, for them to have a chance. And as you said, you know, things flip. Like I can't, I Matt, I, I know you're Matt's probably going to start getting tired of me doing this, and this isn't what you were asking for, but I, I just I, I want people to understand now. Everything flips if the Marlins were to get upset by the Mets tonight. That's a like there's 12 games left, guys. It's a huge every single game is massive. If the Marlins were to lose tonight, yeah. n- now you're probably in a situation where eight and four gets you in for sure. So it's like yeah. it's with this very, few games, it does. Yeah, it's very yeah. every game is just super, super critical. Yeah. Um so, I agree. You know, to, to for them to go, you know, nine of their next twelve, which probably guarantees gets them in. Yeah, I think Dansby's got to get really warm. Ford, I'd like to know if when the Cubs have the lead and the starter exits the game, who who pitches? They they don't they don't have a closer right now. Merriweather, uh, you know, Merriweather's a candidate. Lighter's a candidate. Um, Marcus Stroman came back this weekend, which was very yeah. unlike what this franchise has done, even yeah. just this year. Uh, the guy didn't even go to Des Moines down the street from Bryce. He just pitched in the major leagues after not pitching since July 31st. Uh, thankfully, he did well. I would like to see him pitch in the eighth or ninth inning. Um, I think, he, you know, his moxie and his his vibe maybe has that, if not his, his stuff, but... Um, I really think that that's my biggest question marks right now. And I would like to say that the two guys you didn't expect good years from ultimately could maybe sing another tune as well. And that's Gomes and Talkman. Um, you know, is Talkman even going to start and center these last 12 games? Is it going to be PCA? And then, you know, Gomes has just been so rock solid. No one's going to be surprised if he comes up tomorrow and gets a, a clutch hit. So those are the two names I'm thinking of. And I'm just wondering still about the bullpen right now. It's not ideal. Yeah, so uh, about the bullpen. I mean, honestly, I feel like if we're going to have more of those high leverage situations, um, our best bet might be to go to some of our veterans just because yeah. they have more experience. So, um, but either way, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with you about Strowman. Um, I think he's going to be great in the later innings. He can give it give it all he's got since he doesn't have to worry about conserving energy mm-hmm. uh, as a starter. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think they need to try it at least. All right, thanks, Ford. For sure. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we get some more calls as we're doing Lockdown Cubs Sound Off for the first time. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Sales. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with tech that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger de- uh, larger deals. We call this deep sales. And now we've built the first deep sales platform with the next gen of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator to get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com 
slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a free 60-day trial of the LinkedIn Sales Navigator to try today. The Cubs play the Pirates at 6.40 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. We are going a little bit longer this episode. First edition of Locked On Cubs Sound Off. And next up, we have Ty in Scottsdale. He's been a big fan of our show. I've exchanged many messages with him, and now he's with us. Ty? What's up, Ty? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Not Good. Great. Good to have you okay? here. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sitting out here in 105 degree weather in Arizona, uh, just burning up. And it was I had the pleasure. Are you wearing uh, long sleeves? Yeah, yeah, I do because my house has to be at you know 68 degrees oh, in order gotcha. to somehow you know be uh, comparable <laughs> with the heat. Um, but you know, I had the pleasure of being at the game on Saturday night uh, down yeah, here. Pleasure is a strong word choice. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'd say you know why I say pleasure, guys. I think. You know, with with obviously what you guys have to do on a daily basis uh, and endure the stresses. And I know, uh, Sam, you know, side note, haven't seen the allergies come back in a while. So I'm a little concerned. I I know vibes were higher when the when the allergies were rolling. So I don't know if you got to you know stay off the Zyrtec a little bit, um, <laughs> but we got to change things up here. Right. Uh, but, you know, because the reason why I say pleasure, guys, I mean, seriously, well played, they, I got bless. Thanks. Thanks. I feel good about that one. Um, <laughs> the environment, though, I mean. The environment that is at Wrigley that unfortunately I can't be at is is just you know it, it kills me. But the environment at that at that building on Saturday night really makes me think like this is really great things we have once again with the Cubs, and I think that brings us to you know the idea that of how you can be positive with all of this because I know it's like ridiculously hard to do right now. But I think about six at Wrigley at home against two underwhelming op- opponents, especially with the fact that the Cubs you know, had that opportunity against the Rockies uh, in Colorado and completely, um, you know, wasted it. So I think right. they're going to be able to take it there. And then, of course, with the Pirates, I think there's still just this idea of, of the anger that probably a lot of these players have built up. I can only imagine that plane ride home. Looking at what uh, Ross has, or, or Ross and Jed have made the decision to move Tyone out of the next uh, out, of, yeah. out of his start here in the next three days, which I think is incredibly critical and also a very, very bold decision based on the fact of Steele now having an additional start, uh, having that potential additional start at the end of the year. Right. If you're if you're to look at one line of decision right now, let's take let's say Magical is out now for let's say about a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What lineup decision? I know you guys talk about them all the time, but what one lineup decision can you make that would be bold? that you think would be the most valuable have at least the high lowest level of risk but you still bold in a way that you guys would make to the lineup right now because i think personally i was just driving home today i thought a morel third base would be a very very bold move um it would open up the lineup a little bit more Uh, but kind of love to hear you guys' takes there thanks i my lineup decision would come from the the order and i think hitting Cody Bellinger third and Seiya Suzuki fourth. Um, 
and then I'm not even I don't really care about the rest. That would be my decision. I, I think Christopher Morrell hitting third is is worse than Ian Happ. I think it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, and I and I would hit Bellinger behind Happ again. So I would go Happ one, Bellinger two, Horner three, something like that. Just a little adjustment there. Um, and maybe Suzuki third or fourth as well. There's there's options, but I think if we're talking bold, I would stick with Happ and Bellinger. But now they're one and two. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't like that. Um, I, I I I would go Bellinger. I still want Bellinger. I would go Happ because he's a run producer. Is that why? Yes, okay. I'd go Happ, Horner, Bellinger. Don't have many of those. Go ahead, Suzuki, and then. <laughs> Five through five through nine, um, I would, you know, wh whatever you want to do. Um, and and yeah. Ty, let me say this funny joke about the allergies. Nice job. Um, you you see you you seem like a like a really nice, cool, regular guy. And so I I, I say this with all due respect. If Christopher Morrell is playing defense at third base on Tuesday night. I will fly to Arizona. You and I can get a nice meal. We can get a nice meal together. Maybe call it a steak and uh, discuss our endeavors because I don't want to watch that guy throw the baseball across the diamond. Um, yeah, at all. But then again, if Patrick Wisdom's the only option, right. he's really become kind of a liability. So he's yeah, it's horrible, man. It's uh, thanks, Ty. Appreciate you. I just Put Thanks, some sleeves guys. on, Ty. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys. Nice guy, Ty. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, coming up next, we're going to close out uh, with Cubs Pirates preview and also get to caller Steve. Stay tuned. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access hoping. to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from the online eval to licensed pharmacy meds, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught up unprepared and save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout. That's Chase Medical, J A S E Medical.com, promo code locked on. We're back here on Locked On Cubs Sound Off, first edition. Jamison Tyone, as a couple callers have referenced, is being skipped for now. He could pitch again this weekend, and the Cubs are going to Assad, Steele, and Hendricks at Wrigley. Field, I still think there's a chance maybe we don't even see Tyone until next week, but then you have to get a starter for Friday or Saturday. So before we'll we before we bring in Steve, um, please, uh, just a quick score update: the Reds are going to win. They are up seven to two in Minnesota, which will then put them ahead of the Cubs because they'll be tied. The Reds have that tiebreaker, and as it stands right now, one one in Miami, Mets Marlins, bottom seven. Steve, Steve, what you got for us, player? <laughs> oh steve's muted matt oh he's muted i'm unmuted there we go there it is i know this was a show about venting but i want to flip it i want to reverse vent i want to take a take a gratitude moment say what a fun season it's been what a wild season it's been what a memorable season it's been we've gotten to this point uh 
I mentioned when I emailed in that my grandmother always used to say, we're only a couple grand slams away from turning this thing around. So just keep that God in mind. A couple grand God slams, we're in it. Um, the thing that I would ask you both to get your perspective on is, what, imagine, could you imagine the rest of the season as sort of a mini playoffs for the Cubs? And how would they, how would they have to, would they have to, they're not going to hold back the powder, right? They're going to go all in to try to win oh, these last 12 oh. games. Well, I, I hope think, so. I think this goes back to Brady's point. Um, it's been a mini playoffs for the Cubs since July. It has. Um, so it's going to be more of the same. They're the, I, think, I think that's the problem. I think they haven't been holding back anything, and I think they're a little bit tired. Um, but, um, you know. I, yeah, they've been going hard every game. Yeah, I, I I like that saying. A couple grand slams away from turning this thing good. around. I'd like to see Dansby Swanson hit a grand slam. So he's due. Uh, and yeah, just wanted to thank you all both. Where are you from, Steve? Out of town, or I'm in Crestwood, Kentucky, just north of Louisville. Crestwood, so, Kentucky, just uh, north of Louisville. I drive through. We drive through Louisville sometimes when we when, when my family drives through to, to go to Nashville. Fun fact, exciting. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I guess I'm just. I I thought it was a fun season too up until the last ten games. Fun's not the right word. It uh, it has been fun. No, no, for me it's been. It was, a, it was a roller coaster. Get on the amusement park. Yeah, make sure you're tall enough. Buy the tickets. All that stuff. It's fun in a roller coaster way where it's like half half the time yeah. I want to puke, but then I come in off and it's like, way. okay, that was kind of fun. It's it's like a rush. Yes. And and I'll tell you this. Not the band. I'll tell you this. When the season's over, <laughs> it's gonna feel really, really dark for me. I uh. won't speak for you, Matt, you know, but like when I come home at night and I have nothing to do, because let me tell you this, I was telling this to somebody uh, uh today, a friend. I am not going to really be that invested in the playoffs at all if the Cubs aren't in it. Like I don't I, remember you watching last year either, honestly. No, but I watch a little bit more. Like like this year, I'm so my heart is so like is so invested in the right. in the season that like when it's done, I'm good, man. I'm good. And and, and because football's so bad, I might just start like a like a TV series telethon. Maybe I'll start doing shows that we can just live watch TV together. <laughs> like, but TV is on strike. It's have to be yeah. streaming shows or like old shows. Yeah, no, it'd be like old shows that I haven't seen yet. Oh my gosh, that's be great. Because I don't think I'm gonna like really watch much basketball this season either. Oh so. man. Steve, you got with your positivity flowing, do you have a record prediction over the Final 12. Three and nine. Nine and nine and three. <laughs> nine, nine and three, three Steve. We'll take it. All right. Thanks, Steve, so much for closing us down. Thanks, y'all. All right. All right, Sam. That was very fun. Always good to be here and talking with the fans as we just became the first Cubs call-in show on a podcast. Really enjoyed that with the listeners. And I, I know you did as well. Yeah, no, great. That was fun. Great job by you as usual, putting this together on a whim, and and hopefully next time we could do it, it's more of a uh, you know a celebration line where people could talk about you know the favorite moments of this ten game winning streak coming. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Let me say this: win the last goal. How about you go twelve and zero? How about that? You know, let me wrap the show with this. This is serious. Okay. Was it June sixth when I threw in the white towel? Yes, it was June sixth. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that again. I am. I am in right. this. I am in this for the long haul. 
no matter the issues that it that that it that it's going to bring. And I'm not tapping out now. So let's see if we can't win eight or nine of the next twelve, and mm-hmm. see if the Mets here can't ra- rally for our ball club and and uh, give us a little break on a Monday night. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Locked On Cubs and the first edition of Locked On Cubs Sound Off. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. Also catch us on Apple, Spotify, and streaming on Sirius XM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.